Welcome to the Share Chair podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. Mr. Moorhart, welcome to the Share Chair well, podcast. Thanks. When did you graduate from Spring Lake? 1976. 76. <laughs> That's amazing. And you, what, you were an athlete. You played, did you play every season? I played three I don't sports. know your own I was, history. Uh, football, okay. basketball, and track. And track. Yep. What did you do in track? What, were you speed? Oh, you pole vault and hurdles. Oh, okay. I got great stories about the old pole vault pits. They are just amazing. It's so funny. I mean, <laughs> now they have these pits. Yeah. In the old days, they had what they called a cloud nine for the high jump and for the pole vault. And it was a big cushion that was air filled, a big fan. So you would get the fan going and it'd blow it up and yeah. you could cinch down the back. So when you hit it, not all the air went out yeah. instantly. Yeah. Well, you know, and you're out there at the old field. There was one time a wind came up, and the kid had just landed on the, and the wind picked him up, and, I mean, it carried him the whole length of the football field. No way. Pulled the fan with it, unplugged it, and he's just whisking away No one thought of staking it down? It was. Oh, Oh, it was, but the wind was strong enough. Yeah, you know how it is out there. It was hilarious. And then you graduated 76. 76. Straight to? Alma College. Alma College. I played basketball for four years. Okay. Um, Got an education degree there? Nope. I was a um, science major. I have a BS. Okay. Um, was going to be a doctor until oh, yeah. the first semester of school. <laughs> <laughs> Realized that probably wasn't going to happen. Um, was it organic chemistry? It seems like that. No, the you thing know, it was just not studying. <laughs> oh. it, was, <laughs> it wasn't one particular course. It was all five all of them, them, you know, <laughs> for the first few years. Um, but basketball was too important. To it was, it, yeah. and my basketball coach actually saved me because he called me into his office very early in my career and said, "Look, you're going to sit down and study." And that's the nice thing about it, Elma. But I know you went into the military, so that was right after that. Right after college. Um, so you got so yeah. What was that? When did that become a reality? And like, how did you make that that choice, sir? It was. Um, the economy wasn't good like it was a few years ago, and with my with a BS degree, about the only thing I could do, I think, was be to sell pharmaceuticals, and I wasn't into that. Didn't even think about teaching or anything else. And a fraternity brother of mine came back and said, "Hey, look, they'll guarantee you a seat in flight school in the Marine Corps. Um, you know, you have to make sure you pass and and do all the other stuff first, but they'll guarantee you a seat in flight school." I thought, you know, there wasn't anything else happening. Okay. Being a pilot sounded pretty cool. You flew helicopters. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's it, really cool, actually. Did it you was, like it? It was the most exciting, fun time mm-hmm. of my life. Yeah. I mean, everybody said, well, you know, everybody wanted to be the jet jockey. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the name of that movie? Uh, yeah, Top, Top Gun. Gun. Top you know? Gun, yeah. I yeah. have <laughs> seen Top Gun. <laughs> 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 everybody, but the, the helicopter that picks the guy out of the water after they crash, that's the kind that I flew. So I always, you know, and that was always the joke. You know, when you guys crash yeah, and crash, burn, we'll yeah, be there we'll, to pick you we'll up and you stuff. So. Yeah. How long, how long uh, was that? How long were you um, Eight years that? of flying yeah. active duty. Okay. And in that time, I spent six months over in Okinawa, uh, Japan, did. and the Philippines, and Korea, and uh, some other places. And then... It was time for me to decide whether I was going to make it a career. Yeah. All my family was still back here, so I said, you know, I think it's time to get out. My parents were getting older. Yeah. My brothers, and, you know, I missed my younger brother's whole high school career of football and everything else because I was gone. So I came back here, and 
um, Mr. Hickman hired me. So we're talking, um, I'm trying to put the timeline here, like 80, 85, say, okay, 85, 86, 85. actually, because I just missed your brother. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, uh -huh. um, I didn't have oh, Kurt, right. but yeah. I did have Michael Mike, yeah, for a uh -huh. year. Yeah, that's but, right. Um, so I came back here, and I didn't have my teaching degree, but Hickman hired me as a JV football coach, JV basketball coach. I was the study hall monitor. <laughs> they used to have study halls, and yeah. I sat out there with you know, 10, 12 kids who had study hall. Not always the best students, but <laughs> great time. That was good, too. So I'm curious, as a Marine to administrator, teacher, administrator, you know, you kind of, your career has been made of a, a lot of different roles. Yeah. And then into, into the administration role of athletic director, like, when you look at that career, you know, including your, including your uh, career in the military, you're looking at, 38, you know, now 38 years or so. Um, are there any common threads for you? Like, are there, is there something where you're like, you know, I've learned from this or I've learned from that. Is there anything that you can say, this seems to be true among all these experiences? Or I don't even know if I'm asking a good question, but is there something that you go, you know, I'm surprised to find that this is what's in common among all that, you know? The first thing that comes to mind is everything that my dad taught me got me through college, got me through the Marine Corps, got me, in, you yeah. know, I could, I could find something that he, whether said, modeled, you know, whatever, that, that made it easy for me to do. What were some of those, those uh, um, laws to, to live by? How yeah. to treat people, yeah. you know, never get too big for your britches. Yeah. Um, was probably, you know, because it's, it's easy in some of those positions as, especially in the Marine Corps. I mean, you've got 40, 40 people who, you know, yeah, they're calling you sir and everything else. It's easy for you to, you know, say, well, oh. Yeah, you're in a power I'm, position right. there, right? And, but let me tell you, um, you learn real quick that those people can make you or break you, mm -hmm. especially in the military. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I heard stories in Vietnam when you didn't, they didn't like somebody. You know, they fragged them. They throw a grenade, oh, you know, wow. and that's what they, Wow, it's intense. a fragment grenade, and that's what they call wow. it, because it wouldn't kill them, but it wound them and gets them out of there, gets because them, oh, whether they wow. were dangerous, whether they were, you know, not a team player or whatever. Yeah. So especially in a leadership position, and, you know, I had a very nurturing gunnery sergeant who took me under his wing, Yeah. and he, you know, he made it very clear that if I took care of the troops, they they take care, they take care of, of you and stuff. And and I think you know you can you can relate that to teaching. Yeah. You know you take care of your your kids, they take care of you. Administrative, you take care of teachers, they take care of you. Athletic director, you take care of the coaches. You know they take care of you. I'm curious about the stress you have because being, I mean, and all throughout being in every leadership position it just comes with stress that's part of it so maybe i'm curious a little bit about the stress but i'm more curious like how do you get through it like what how do you over get over it what are your strategies like because you must have 
I mean, I think anyone who's thinking about an athletic director can immediately go, uh, like, don't. You, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. I mean, you got parents upset at you. You've got uh, probably refs upset at you. you got, uh, I'm guessing, other athletic directors upset at you. Schedules. Students, people schedules. <laughs> people, uh, tons of people are calling, canceling on you that you got to fill it. So, I mean, I can't even quite fathom the stride, but I imagine there's a lot of them. And then, but, I'm, but I am curious how you... What do you? What are your strategies to like handle that? Because a lot of us end up in stress, but you know we all handle it differently. So, yeah. You know, again, you know, I, I don't hate saying that, you know my dad because it, you know he looked at me one time and said, "You ain't gonna please everybody all the time." Mm-hmm. So you got to do what you think is right, and you know, I I don't see it as stress. I mm-hmm. I make a joke, kind of you know. When I walk down to the gym, if I've got two teams and two officials, what else can go wrong? You know, it's going to get done. <laughs> yeah, okay. Really, yeah. I mean, yeah, serious. I, I, I've said that a dozen times, so let's get it going, you know. Yeah. I've got great people to help. Yeah. You know, Sue Tooney, Mrs. Tooney. Yeah. You know, what, we're a pretty good team. Yeah. If you had a piece of advice to give to anyone, not just students, not just teachers, anyone, what would it be? Well, you asked the tough ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's the tough one. Everything sounds so corny, you know? I mean, yeah, or so cliche, or, but yeah. I guess be yourself, but treat people the way that you would want to be treated. I, it's the golden rule or whatever, yeah. but I, I have found that it's that is so true, mm-hmm. you know? And if everybody did that, I don't want to lecture or get on a soapbox, but, you know, there wouldn't be the bullying problem. There wouldn't be the, the things that we hear about today. Everything you hear in the news, you just say, why, do pe- why are people like that? Well, if you treated someone the way that you wanted to be treated, I, you know, I just, you know, I think that's, that's it. I don't, I don't know of anybody who's really a bad person. Hmm. They become bad, but, you know, if you... I, I think a spring like if everybody did that, holy, it'd be a Ch- game changer. Right? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Awesome. Thanks for being on the podcast. Right. Thank Thanks.